For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Feast of Shavuot, a change of heart. This is part three of the series. Now let's continue on in our studies. The church was actually born at Mount Sinai. We are told this in Acts in chapter 7, verse 36 and verse 38. And he brought them out after that, that he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. Speaking about coming out of Egypt, it says in Acts 7:38, this is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles, that is the Torah, to give unto us. The word church here is the Strong's number 1577. It is the Greek word ecclesia and ecclesia means a called out assembly. The corresponding word in Hebrew, if we look at a Jacinius Fair's Greek lexicon that is coded to the Strong's, it will tell you that the word ecclesia corresponds to the Hebrew kachal as it was rendered in the Septuagint, which is the Hebrew scriptures translated to Greek. And that being the case, there are three places in the book of Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 10, Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 16, where we're told that the events at Mount Sinai is the day of the assembly is what it says in the King James, but the Hebrew word is kachal, which can be rendered into Greek, into English, the day of the church. So the church was actually born at Mount Sinai. In Genesis chapter 35, verses 10 and 11, we're going to see an occurrence of the word kahal and see how it's translated here. Genesis 35, 10, And God said unto him, Your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called anymore Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of you, and kings shall come out of your loins. Where it says a company of nations, it is the Hebrew word kahal, or a congregation or an assembly of nations shall come of your loins. In Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 10, we can see where it is referred to as the events at Mount Sinai is the day of the kahal, or the day of the ecclesia, or the church. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 10, And the 
the Lord delivered unto me two tables of stone written with the finger of God, and on them was written according to all the words which the Lord spake with you in the mount out of the midst of fire in the day of the assembly. We are told in Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 4 that also the events at Mount Sinai is the day of the Kahal, the day of the church. And he wrote on the tables according to the first writing the Ten Commandments which the Lord spake unto you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the Kahal, the day of the assembly, the day of the ecclesia, the day of the church. And the Lord gave them unto me. Finally, in Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 16, it says, according to all that you desire of the Lord your God in Horeb, that is Mount Sinai, in the day of the Kahal, the day of the ecclesia, the day of the assembly, the day of the church, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire anymore, that I die not. The covenant at Mount Sinai was broken, and in breaking the covenant, the house of Jacob became an adulterous wife. Because of the breaking of the covenant, the God of Israel didn't want to condemn his wife, but he loved her so much and so deeply that he wanted to redeem her. And so the events in Acts chapter 2 is actually the rebirth of the house of Jacob. And this rebirth comes through the redemptive work of the Messiah. And it is also a Torah-based covenant. It's the Torah written upon our heart with the help of the Holy Spirit. What is the renewed covenant? Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. It says, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. First of all, notice that the new covenant is with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And then Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16, quote from Jeremiah chapter 31 and says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws, I will put my Torah in their heart and write it in their minds will I write them. So the new covenant is a Torah-based covenant. It's the Torah written upon our hearts. So the events at Mount Sinai are being renewed. We are told in Ezekiel 36, verses 26 and 27, A new heart will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. And notice what happens when he puts the spirit within us. I'm going to cause you to walk in my statutes and to keep my judgments and do them. The Holy Spirit points us to follow following Torah. What is the difference then between the original covenant and the renewed covenant? Well, it says in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 8, it says, for finding fault with them. Does it say he found fault with the covenant? If he found fault with the covenant, he would have to find fault with himself because he's the one that gave the covenant. He didn't find fault with himself. He didn't find fault with the covenant. He found fault with the people finding fault with them. And what is the them that he found fault with? Their heart because they had stony hearts. So it says it was because he found fault with them that it is said, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. The original covenant made at Mount Sinai, we're told that it is a Torah written upon a heart of stone, a stony heart. But the renewed covenant is a Torah
Torah written upon a heart of flesh. You see, you can't work with stone. It's hard to chisel and mold stone. But you can mold something that's soft with a soft heart. Once again, in Ezekiel 36, verse 26, it says, A new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you. I'm going to take away the stony heart. That's what he's taking away. He's not taking his Torah from us. He's taking the stony heart from us. And I will give you a heart of flesh. What is a stony heart? Zechariah chapter 7 verse 11 says, But they refused to hearken. They pulled away the shoulder. They stopped their ears that they should not hear. Yea, they made their heart as adamant stone, lest they should hear the Torah and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent in his spirit by the prophet. So a stony heart will not hear the Torah and the words which the Lord of hosts sent by his spirit. Now let's relate and associate the stony heart to the parable of the sower. And let's link that with the event at Mount Sinai. Mark chapter 4 verse 3 it says, Hearken, behold, there went a sower to sow. And it came to pass he sowed. Some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground. Now are we actually talking about ground? We're actually talking about hearts. So some fell on stony heart. Now look and see here what is the description of of a stony heart. It says in Mark 6, it has no root and it withers away. So a stony heart doesn't have root. Then in Mark in chapter 4 verse 15, it says, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. Where is it sown? In your heart. These are they by the wayside when they have heard, Satan comes immediately to take the word sown in their heart. And these are they which are sown on stony ground when they have heard heard the word, they receive it with gladness. A stony heart will receive the word with gladness, but they don't have root, and they only endure for a time. But afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, or to test the word that's in their heart, that is when they become offended. So, let's see. Immediately they receive it with gladness. What happened in Exodus 19, verse 8? And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. They received it with gladness. Because in the Hebrew it says, we agree to do whatever you say before we even hear what you want us to do. That's a good heart that you want to obey God so much that you'll say you obey him even though you haven't heard what he wants you to do. But here's what happened. Afterward affliction arose for the word that was in their heart. Numbers chapter 14 verse 2 it says, and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron and the whole congregation said, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt or would God that we had died in the wilderness. So when affliction and persecution came, they became offended. And so what happened? They didn't get to go into the promised land. The stony heart didn't get to go into the promised land. Only those that had another spirit went in the promised land. The problem with the stony heart is it can't overcome the sin nature which comes to us from Adam. But a heart of flesh loves the Torah and a heart of flesh has the indwelling Holy Spirit. And we wrestle with the flesh and ultimately in wrestling we are able to be overcomers. What is the new covenant? Ezekiel 36, 26. It says, A new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. This is what the God of Israel wanted from the beginning, a people that would love him and keep his commandments. And now he's providing a way for it to be so. What is the role of the Holy Spirit in the renewed covenant? In John chapter 16, verse 13, the 
Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. Howbeit when He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will guide you in all truth. He's the Spirit of Truth, and He's got to guide you in truth. If the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth, and He's got to guide you in truth, what is truth? Psalm 119, verse 142. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your Torah is the truth. He's the Spirit of Truth. He's the Spirit of Torah. He's got to guide you in truth. He's got to point you to following Torah. Psalm 119, verse 151. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Yeshua said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth, that is no Torah, and the truth, following Torah, will make you free. Well, he then he say he was the truth? He's the living Torah. So if you're following him, you're following Torah because he's the truth and the Torah is called truth. John chapter 17 verse 17 sanctify them through your truth your word is truth the role of the Holy Spirit in the renewed covenant is the Holy Spirit is given to give us the power to overcome the sin nature which is the flesh or in Jewish thinking they refer to it as the evil inclination Romans chapter 8 verse 2 it gives us the ability to yield spiritual fruit in our lives through the indwelling Holy Spirit and yielding to the the Holy Spirit Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 25 and also the Holy Spirit has got to teach us how to love Yeshua and keep his commandments John chapter 14 verse 15 the last thing we're going to look at in this teaching is the difference between Mount Sinai and Mount Zion Mount Sinai is the Torah written on tablets of stone Exodus chapter 24 verse 12 the Lord said to Moses come up to me into the mount and be there and I will give you tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. Mount Zion is the Torah written on hearts of flesh from Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26. A new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. Mount Sinai is the Torah written by the finger of God. Exodus chapter 31 verse 18. And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God. But Mount Zion is the Torah written by the Spirit of God. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Messiah, ministered to us, written not by ink, not by the letter, not by man, but by the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. Mount Sinai with the incident of the golden calf, there were 3,000 that were slain. Exodus chapter 32 verses 27 and 28. He said unto them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp and slay every man his brother and every man his companion and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses and there fell of the people that day 3,000 men. So because of the incident of the golden calf, 3,000 died. But at Mount Zion, with the renewed covenant, we have 3,000 that are saved or redeemed. In Acts chapter 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost is fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And then what happened? Acts chapter 2 verse 41, then they that gladly received his word were immersed, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Mount Sinai is the letter of the Torah. In Deuteronomy 27, 26, it says, 
Cursed be he that confirms not all the words of this Torah to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. Mount Zion is the spirit of the Torah. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, not the letter of the law, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Mount Sinai is associated with the earthly Jerusalem. Exodus chapter 19, verse 11. And be ready against the third day, for the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. Paul is doing a midrash, an allegory of Mount Sinai, and he's saying Mount Sinai is associated with the earth, with the earthly Jerusalem. This is Hagar, which is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answers to the Jerusalem, which now is. That's from Galatians chapter 4, verse 25. Mount Zion is the heavenly Jerusalem. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18 and 20. For you have not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that might be burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, referring to Mount Sinai, but you've not come unto that one, but you've come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Now we need to see what happened historically. There was a progression from Egypt to Mount Sinai, and ultimately the destination was a united house of Jacob, ruling and reigning under David in Jerusalem, or Mount Mount Zion. The journey to Mount Zion went through Mount Sinai. So in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 22 and 23, it said, The Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all the household before our eyes. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 23. And he brought us out from there, that is Egypt, that he might bring us in to give us a land which he swore to our fathers. What is the land that he swore to our fathers? Did he not promise the fathers the messianic era? So so ultimately he brought us out so we would get to the messianic era which is Mount Zion. The redemption from worldwide captivity, the current exile, the Bible says when you're returning from this one you come into Zion. That is the ultimate reason why he brought us out of Egypt but the path was through Mount Sinai. David ruled over a united Israel from Jerusalem. 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 1 and verse 3 Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron and spake saying, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. So all the elders of Israel came to the king, to Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. So they came out of Egypt, and ultimately their destination wasn't complete until they arrived in the promised land in Jerusalem, and David was king over them, and this is prophetic of Messiah ruling and reigning over the house of Jacob. Ultimately in the Messianic era. In the present exile, the return from the present exile is the Mount Zion. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 14 and verse 18. Turn, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married unto you and I will take you one of a city and two of a family and bring you to Zion. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 18. What is bringing you to Zion? It is this. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 18. In those days, in the days I bring you to Zion, the house of Judah shall walk 
with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance to their fathers. He brought them out that I might give you the land swore to your fathers. We have a spiritual picture then of ultimately the reason of taking us out of Egypt, which is a type of the world and the world system spiritually, is to bring us to Zion, which is faith in Messiah, which is keeping his commandments and being redeemed and returning back to the land of Israel and ruling and reigning in the earth. In Isaiah, in chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, Mount Zion is associated with the Messianic era. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. What is Mount Zion? It's the Torah written upon our heart. It's the end of the exile of the house of Jacob. It is Yeshua the Messiah teaching the Torah from Jerusalem during the Messianic era and it's ultimately associated with the heavenly Jerusalem. The whole purpose of creation, the purpose of taking us out of Egypt was the fulfillment of these things. That we would know who the Messiah is. We would be a united people. We would be following the Torah and we'd be ruling and reigning with him. Let's summarize what we've learned in this teaching. The rabbis teach that the God of Israel married the house of Jacob at Mount Sinai. The rabbis also teach in doing this that the house of Jacob is like an adulterous wife unto the God of Israel. In Acts chapter 7 verse 38 it refers to the church in the wilderness. And this word church is the Greek word ekklesia. It's associated with the Hebrew word kahal. The covenant at Mount Sinai was broken and as a result the kahal or the ekklesia or the church or the house of Jacob is redeemed and reborn in Acts in chapter 2. The new covenant or the renewed covenant is a Torah based covenant. The original covenant is the Torah written upon a heart of stone. A heart of stone can overcome the desires of the flesh and ultimately doesn't follow Torah. The renewed covenant is the Torah written upon a heart of flesh. The indwelling Holy Spirit is the true teacher of Torah and the indwelling Holy Spirit gives us the power, encouragement, and desire to follow Torah and allows us to be overcomers which is the name and meaning of Israel. The God of Israel found fault with the hearts of his people. He didn't find fault with the Torah itself. From the parable of the sower, a stony heart receives the word with gladness. The enemy, Hasatan, comes to steal the word that is sown in our hearts. He doesn't want us to follow Torah. And a stony heart has no roots. It only endures for a time. When affliction and persecution arises to test the Torah in our heart, a stony heart becomes offended at the word that is in our heart. The Holy Spirit gives us a heart of flesh in the renewed covenant. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Truth is the Torah or the word of Yahweh. We are able to bear fruit in our lives for the kingdom of Yahweh through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. King David ruling over united Israel from Jerusalem is the completion of the physical journey of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. It's a completion of that picture that was painted which is a type and a shadow of something to come. King David ruling over united Israel from Jerusalem is also spiritually a picture of Yeshua ruling and reigning from Jerusalem during the Messianic era. Our spiritual journey of leaving Egypt which is the ways of the world and the world system and accepting Yeshua as the Messiah involves the Torah written upon our heart. This is the renewed covenant and ruling and reigning 
with Yeshua during the Messianic era in the New Jerusalem. Spiritually, this is Mount Zion. Mount Zion spiritually is the Torah written upon our heart. It's the end of the exile of the house of Jacob. It is the house of Israel and the house of Judah being one at heart with each other, knowing who the Messiah is, following Torah, and Yeshua teaching the Torah from Jerusalem during the Messianic era. Mount Zion is also associated ultimately in the time of the new heavens and new earth with the heavenly Jerusalem. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, The Feast of Shavuot, A Change of Heart. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.